0: Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Yes, this week in our human condition segment, a discussion that I think will be an important one for many people, parents, girls, boys, men, women. It's about eating disorders. We're in the midst of a series of uh, really significant discussions, I think, with clinical psychologist Lynn Worsley, our Open House human condition guru, about obsessive compulsive disorder and I've learnt through doing this That eating disorders come under that umbrella Lynne, welcome back
1: Thanks for having me Lynne Great to
0: see you It's probably important to recap briefly Where we went with obsessive compulsive disorders Last week Lynn. To kick it
1: off. Okay, now obsessive compulsive disorder Is a combination of two things It's the obsessive thinking pattern That occurs like a broken record in the brain And secondly it's the compulsion to do something To stop the broken record of thoughts Yes. Um, the second thing that we talked about Last week, is that the brain's way of getting control over situations where there are no feelings of control is through obsessive compulsive disorder. So it's in fact a solution to a problem. Yeah. So the brain gets out of control, and eventually the solution to the problem becomes a problem in itself. Um, so the person with obsessive compulsive disorder no longer feels like they've got some control over their lives, um, rather, the obsession and compulsion has control over them. Uh, now, many people, and perhaps the majority of people, have obsessive thought patterns. So if you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I think obsessively, then maybe I've got a problem, Or well, don't worry, it's actually quite normal. Okay. But it's the compulsive disorder that sets it apart. Not everyone has a compulsive behavior that is out of control. A lot of people have a compulsive behavior, like you, you might... Um, put the toothpaste lid on in a certain way and so on, and it's always been the same way, and you don't feel settled until you do, but that's quite normal. But we we determine that the obsessive and and compulsive behaviour or pattern is a disorder when they interfere with our living. I see. So that is, you know, you can't go out or others have to compromise their own living in order to deal with you.
0: So we covered a few different types of OCD last week, hand-washing, germ-phobia, excessive tidying and other types quite familiar this week you're taking us through some more prominent or well-known disorders such as eating disorders and i think like me many people might be surprised to to know that there's a link between the two that this fits under that umbrella yes
1: yes now look eating disorders are regarded as a disorder category in themselves um, however, when you really look at the thought patterns and the behavior associated with eating disorders, they're actually a form of, of obsessive compulsive disorder. So eating disorders refer to a group of illnesses where someone has a distorted view of their body shape and their weight and they have extreme disturbances in their eating behavior. So basically the distorted view is the obsessive thought and the behavior is that they change their eating behavior. But eating disorders have a number of different ways of showing themselves. And firstly, there's anorexia. And and that's the one we hear about a lot. Um, That person has a disordered image of themselves and they cut out on food and increase their exercise to get smaller. But then there's also bulimia and that has a similar thought pattern um, but they try and cut out their food but they get excessively hungry and then they binge out on food and they do that secretly and then they go and purge the food and make themselves sick. But there are other ways that eating disorders also show up and that's also with excess eating and excess weight gain.
0: Which you never hear much about.
1: No. So it falls under that banner too. And so someone with an eating disorder could eat too much um, and that comes from a similar set of thought patterns and it's also linked to controlling and compulsive behaviour. They just have to eat. Um, It's also linked to a sabotaging behaviour that's linked to a very, very poor body image.
0: So I think a lot of people would be interested to know how you think eating disorders develop. Is it with certain types of people?
1: Now, anorexia and bulimia show in people who have extreme concerns about their weight and they also perhaps develop an intense fear of gaining weight or becoming fat beyond what's normal. Um, they also have a deliberate maintenance of a very low body weight despite the potential health concerns that might come from it. Um, but people with anorexia often have an intense desire for weight loss to be th- and to be thin. And although people with anorexia are usually very underweight anyway. So they generally generally believe that they're fat. Um, They have food. They know their food calories and their exercise and weight. They know it all in and inside and out. Um, But they often become that becomes their main focus for for them, and they obsess about everything there. Yes, Um, and they don't think about much else. But eating disorders are not, as many people think, about appearance or weight. Um, For people with anorexia nervosa, losing weight is really just a symptom of something much more complex. For some people, it's a way to develop a sense of identity and Mm. self-worth. It can also be seen as a way of controlling a certain aspect of their life when other aspects of their life seem to be quite messy or complex. And some people use it as a method of avoiding strong and unpleasant emotions or problems that have got no solutions to them. So it's a way of expressing pain um, uh, and and anxiety. And and you can actually express your emotions through not eating or cutting out on something rather than actually expressing the real emotions that are too frightening to think about. So that's why we sort of put it into the obsessive compulsive disorder category because they are obsessing about certain things to actually avoid the deeper issues it's linked very strongly as a reaction to experiences of being out of control or having someone or something in your life that was traumatic um, and it's left them with a sort of a feeling of helplessness yes Um, situations that lead to helplessness can be trauma abuse witnessing violence experiencing a controlling friend or a partner or a family member or even a teacher but it's not always that someone has to experience trauma or abuse to develop it there are many people who develop eating disorders and that's linked to a perfectionistic type of person, and it's generally or strongly linked to a temperament um, and those with anxious or avoidant type of temperaments are often very much prone to developing obsessive compulsive disorders such as anorexia and bulimia.
0: Okay can you let's go practical for a bit. Look at some of the signs of anorexia.
1: Look, there are a number of signs, and I think it's yeah. important not to focus on the size of a person to actually establish it. Okay. It's much more important to look at their behavior. So some of the common signs of anorexia can be they're afraid of putting on weight, the calorie counting, or obsessively avoiding high-fat food, or having a narrow range of safe foods that's okay to eat, like mm. they might just eat yogurt and that's it. Um, they're not wanting to eat or doing things to avoid eating. So they might just happen to go out just before a meal is served and then turn up at someone's place and say they've already eaten so they don't actually have to eat. Um, They might over-exercise or do other things to get rid of the calories. Um, They might be starving. And generally anorexia is that they are actually starving hungry and they're avoiding it avoiding eating, Um, they might have obsessive weighing or body checking and sometimes several times per day. Now, this because they haven't got the weight on them and also because they're shutting down their metabolism, they get cold very, very easily. Uh, They might, might avoid social outings with their family and friends. With bulimia, which is often missed, um, it's often that they will get up and go to the toilet pretty soon after they've gone, they've eaten, mm. so they can purge. They might be there for a while, or they might have a shower straight after dinner. Um, it's it's often eating large amounts of food late at night with bulimia, and perhaps certain foods that are easier to purge. They'll actually choose certain foods to to bring back up again. Um, if you're experiencing, if anyone is experiencing any, any of these things, it's really helpful to talk to someone that you can trust. And a family member, a teacher, a psychologist, or even a local doctor, it's really important to go and talk to them.
0: But that's not underestimating the challenge that that might be to come out and talk about Oh, it. my goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: What are some of the physical effects as opposed to the signs of anorexia? They can be really quite significant on the body itself.
1: Yeah. Yes, now physical effects of anorexia. Some of the just the signs that we can see are the brittle hair and nails, nails are all breaking off, hair becomes quite dry, um, a dry skin and a yellowing of the skin because the liver's not coping very well, um, soft, downy hair growing all over their body and including the face and back, um, irregular heartbeat, which can increase the risk of having a heart attack. Um, some brain dysfunctions such as difficulty concentrating memory and doing schoolwork. And I'll come back to that as well because that's part of the treatment to look at how we can manage the brain changes. Um, It can also develop osteoporosis and some bone difficulties and particularly later on in life. There are particular changes too with people who have bulimia in their teeth because of the acid of um, purging. Yes.
0: I think it's worth going into a little depth why these eating disorders develop in the first place, and some of it has to do with the world in which we live.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, as I said earlier, it's really linked to being out of control, and it's a way of having some sort of control over your life. But it does go deeper than that. Feelings of low self-worth can lead to having an image that's determined by what other people think of you, and that can lead to a very, very superficial view of yourself. And our society has a strong focus on looks and image. Yep. And we've got, you know, all of this, uh, um, we can change our images on, online now to make us look a whole lot better. So what we see isn't really what's real. Mm. But particularly at the moment, just just look at the behavior of the people in social situations in the Western world. You can see that we continually take photos of ourselves and then quickly check and see if they're okay. And if they're not, then we delete them, you yeah. know. Yep. We're obsessed. We're constantly faced with glamour views of ourselves and the glamour gear is accessible for everyone, even if you're two years old. And it means that if you determine a very self-conscious behavior through having lots of glamour um, pictures of yourself combined with an anxious personality and a little bit of a perfectionist thinking, you've basically got a recipe for a very poor image and a very superficial image.
0: And that's really easily tipped into today.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and if as you're developing as a teenager, you add to the mix a selection of photos of yourselves, particularly when you're young, with particular expressions, with provocative and seductive and coy expressions that determine who you are, then you actually start determining that you're... You know, very superficial yes. uh, and your body image is, is what's doing that. There are many reasons a person also may develop eating disorders, including a way of coping with the anger or depression or stress and sadness. Yeah. Um, an inability to cope with or manage emotions or feelings or challenges in life, such as moving from childhood to adolescence or adolescence to adulthood, can also be something that triggers off anorexia. Um, Eating disorders are a result of a combination of factors working together. They're they're not caused by one single thing. Regardless of the causes or the reasons, it's really important to remember that people with anorexia, bulimia or overeating can and they do recover, but it can be a really, really difficult road. Um, So getting help as early as possible improves your chances of recovery.
0: Okay, so let's look at some of the, the options for treatment of eating disorders then.
1: Okay, there's a number of schools of thought with the treatment and I remember one time trying to get a panel together and I think I had six, six different doctors all had different modalities um, for dealing with anorexia and so it was quite a challenge. Um, interesting though, but it's important to note one thing, there's no one way to treat anything. It's particularly important that treatment involves working with people individually and that the people in their lives also are involved to help them to find different solutions to gaining control of their lives again. Now, therapy with eating disorders is incredibly complex. Firstly, if someone's malnourished, and this is what I said earlier with the brain changes, if they're malnourished, they're not able to think properly and therefore um, they might need some more aggressive treatment, which involve forcing them to eat so they've got the nutrients to get their thinking straight so that's one of the things the big schools have thought at the moment secondly it's good to get advice from a dietitian regarding a personalized plan for putting back the healthy weight and managing the energy unfortunately in the past it's been that thought oh we've got to put fat on and that's probably the hardest thing for someone with anorexia to contemplate to eat fatty food so it's not that it's actually about putting some healthy weight on um, so that they can build up the energy to survive. It's a complex process and having a dietitian, a psychologist and a GP who work together is really good. Now, hospitalisation is often necessary and it's really difficult with hospitalisation because that means the person is put into a situation where they're totally out of their control. And basically, remember that, psych- that you're having anorexia in order to gain some control. Yes, So yes, you didn't take yes. it away. So it's actually pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But um, what happens is they often might be force-fed or have a nasogastric tube to actually put some food in their tummies. But we try and avoid that whenever we possibly can when we're working with people. But I'd just like to say that the people in the eating disorders clinics are incredible. They're often just... they they just... I need a medal for the number of lives that they save, and they're just beautiful people. So it's not the end of the world if you have to go there. And the bottom line, Lee, is that a person with an obsessive compulsive disorder may be avoiding something. Uh, Emotional pain, traumatic memories, and poor self-esteem. They might feel an intense shame for who they are, and the OCD comes in to mask the pain and the shame. So they don't have to deal with the shame anymore because everyone's focusing on the disorder and not the real the real part of it.
0: Can I quickly ask you this question? Is it possible to consider these disorders from a Christian framework?
1: Yes. Now, as Christians, we know that we're loved unconditionally by a Heavenly Father who saved us through sending Jesus. Yeah. And this is a love that's pretty hard to fathom. As Christians, knowing this begins our healing journey, I believe... I believe that we've made, we're have made we made in God's image, both physically, emotionally and spiritually. And if our spirit dances with God's spirit, there's a healing that takes place with how we see ourselves. So our emotions change and our thinking is transformed and it's then that we begin to develop into the people that God actually made us to be. And that way, we never a certain shape... Um, or a, a, a fixed way of looking, we, we actually can be quite celebrated. We can celebrate how we look because yeah. of how God made us individually. But as Christian brothers and sisters, we need to be mindful that criticism of our bodies doesn't come from God, but comes from a fallen world. So we need to look beyond the disorders and see the person for who they are. And we really need to get rid of that criticism in our churches, if ever that's there.
0: Too right, and everywhere, really. Yeah. So just uh, quickly, finally, couple of practical tips you can leave us with and, and what's your advice to someone if this sounds like them or someone that they know?
1: Yeah. Um, look, at practical advice, don't talk about body size or feeling fat. Rather, talk about how to help others worse off than you and invite the people who you think have some difficulties with OCD to challenge their behaviour, um, but don't buy into it. Yeah. Um, don't sort of a- a- adapt to it. Um, if you know someone who you think is developing a disorder of this type, tell them that they're loved and that you, dear, you care deeply for them, and you want to see them how, to see how lovely they are. And send them notes that tell them these things, and pray in the positive for them. Um, but if you're also seeking help, there's a number of agencies that are great: the Butterfly Foundation and the Eating Disorders Network. It's a great resource, and and, and in particular, find a therapist who practices the Maudsley model, which is a therapy that um, tackles a whole team of people around the person so the friends and family also get involved. Yes. Um, and it's a good idea, if you if it sounds like you and you feel like you might have this disorder, um, it's a good idea to try and get help sooner rather than later. And the longer someone experiences anorexia, the more difficult it is to start recovering. So it is treatable and, uh, and it, there is a much better life for you. So please seek some help if it's... While you're at,
0: when you told us that you'd be covering this, I thought that that'll be a really important conversation. I'm sure it has, and uh, I'm sure there'll be many people tapping into it on our podcast page in the coming week. Next week, we continue with these disorders with hoarding disorders.
1: Yes. And I'm, I think we'll see how we go with that. It's yeah, clean-up campaign be, around our streets. Yeah,
0: <laughs> bigger than you might think. Absolutely. Worsley, as always, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.